Hello, and welcome back to the Mom Tuition Podcast. I Last week, I sounded a little hoarse from Boulder, and this week, I sound a little hoarse because I currently have a cold. So if I sound a little different, um, that is why. But, you know, let's go. My voice is typically already hoarse and uh, deep. So we're just getting a little extra today, and maybe that will make this even more inspiring. I don't know. Um, I'm 31 weeks pregnant, and I was thinking about how the first time I was pregnant was in COVID times, and it was 2020, and we didn't go anywhere, and you know, going back to this whole concept of like, if you don't go out, there's no germs. And so I didn't get sick at all. And now I have a two and a half year old who, you know, goes to playgrounds and plays with friends and, uh, and I go to work and I go to the grocery store and I do all these things. And it's just wild. I think to think about, um, just being out there in the world and how how much faster you get sick um so anyway uh I am just sounding a little different these days uh for a few days I guess you could say anyway for today's podcast episode I am so excited because this is the first interview I did with someone who I didn't work with and um, I don't really personally know and her name is Helen and she actually lives in the UK and when she and I connected over Instagram she is a mom of two boys and I instantly was like yes tell me more because I am a mom of one boy and one boy on the way and her boys are a bit older and I was so curious to bring her on the podcast to hear her perspective of how things have changed and what things look like for her what does career look like what how does balancing mom life and career evolve from these early days to when, you know, our kids are a bit older and they're a little more self-sufficient. And she has an amazing story about recently about how her and her husband brought their two boys over here to the U.S. and they took this really long trip and what that looked like when she was working and her husband was working. And, you know, I was thinking, man, what a difference even 10 years from now or 12 years from now looks like with your kids. And so I hope you find this inspiring. Helen is just pure joy. She is inspiring, well-spoken, and I left our conversation feeling invigorated and she just has such an amazing presence. So 
With no further ado, let's hop right into this week's interview with Helen Thacker. Welcome to the Mom Tuition Podcast, where we help ambitious moms tap into their intuition, find their purpose, and live their best life. I'm your host, Katie. Join me each week as we dive into career, business, self-development, and personal growth. Get inspired by successful moms and experts who have been in your shoes. This is your weekly dose of motivation and practical tips to unlock your true potential. Let's dive in. Hi, Helen, and welcome to the Mom Tuition Podcast. So excited to have you here today. Oh, thank you, Katie. I am so excited for this. And yeah, hey to everyone listening. Yeah, we were just chatting before uh, this. And you know what? I want to bring it up authentically. Mom life. We are going a million miles a minute. We have so many things going on and it is about time management, right? So (laughs) we're going to dive right in. And Helen, I would love to know a little bit more about you, specifically your career path and then kind of where motherhood intersected with career. Absolutely. Awesome. So I have kind of been on a what looks like all over the place journey with my career. So I've actually been a solo entrepreneur for 19 years. I am. Yeah, I'm that old. (laughs) And um, I started my first business age 26 and it was in financial recruitment. I just come out of accounting and I hated it. I was terrible. And I moved into recruitment and went away and set up my own company, took it to six figures um, wasn't didn't have kids at that point in time um, and since then like I said I've had four businesses taken two to six figures but each one I can now look back and see how the dots connect it's always been in sales there's always been a theme around looking after clients and that's been really important but each one of those choices that I made has been around my kids and my family and what was right at the time So um, I did my recruitment business for a few years. I absolutely loved it, loved the success. But then I had a career break. I had my two, I've got two gorgeous boys who are now 13 and 15. Oh my goodness, it's like, they're like men. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, And so I took a career break. I was really fortunate. You know, my husband was able to like earn enough and I didn't have to work. So I enjoyed that that mom time when they were tiny until they both went to school. And then the me being me, I cannot keep still. I want to contribute. I want to work. I want to have a purpose. And that's a big thing I talk about with my clients. And I needed to do something. So I started a business from home and I turned a hobby into a business. And that was a wedding cake designer. So I create, I know, so, so different. So Definitely a creative element there, which is now very apparent in what I do with my messaging and content online. But I did that because I thought this is what's going to work around my kids. I can take my boys to school. I can do all those sports and all those kind of things. That's going to be absolutely, you know, essential to me to do something around them. Mm-hmm. And it really kind of didn't work out. <laughs> so <laughs> what happened was that basically... Um, I was working long hours. I was covered in icing and washing up like and all the kind of stuff all day long and, and, you know, really long hours at night working really late making cakes and out at the weekends, wedding fairs and all those things. Um, and yeah, I wasn't happy. So my next career move was I moved into network marketing. 
And this again was a really successful business. I grew it very quickly and it allowed me to actually be more present with my kids. And I did that full time for four years, training my team. Absolutely. This is where my coaching kind of um, journey began. And I absolutely loved the, the training side. I was always the person like training our nation and um, loved the online business aspect and absolutely I'm obsessed with social media and this is where it grew and then I I quit that after four years to concentrate fully on my coaching business which has been my most um mom friendly family friendly enterprise that I have done and the most rewarding thing that I have done because it has truly given me the time that I want with my kids and Last year, we were able to spend, we were so fortunate, we were able to spend 10, 11 weeks abroad. And that's a big passion of ours, you know, seeing the world. I want to take my boys and and see this amazing planet that we live on. And we did that a lot of the time in the US. And um, yeah, it's definitely been different stages of my career, but always around putting them first if I can. But we all know what it's like as a mom who's ambitious. If you're an ambitious mom, you know, it's not easy to, it's it's easier said than done to do that because we want to be successful. And there's always those mom guilt things, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. So I'm really curious, did you have a chance or do you already know like your Enneagram and your Myers-Briggs and those things? So I don't know the Myers-Briggs, I may have done that at some point, I'm sure I have, but I can't remember what it is. Um, Enneagram, I, I think I'm a three. Yeah. I am pretty fire. <laughs> so go get her successful. There may be an element of seven in there as well, but I'm actually going to do a full on Enneagram test later this year with like the world's leading expert. I'm lucky enough to be in a mastermind where I'm getting access to that. So I will keep you posted, but my human design, I'm absolutely a generator. Um, oh. And my star sign is an Aries. So I am very oh. kind of full independent. On oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No one tells me what to do. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. That's so cool. Um, I, I get along. So I'm like a Scorpio Sag cusp, but I get along really, I'm also a three and I get oh. along so well with Aries. Um, and I can relate to everything that you're saying. Like my journey has been all over the place, but it's also just, there's always this driver. It's interesting. It's like, it sounds like for you, Yes, you wanted the freedom and flexibility once you had kids, but it also was there from the beginning. Like, did you, before 26, did you try working for someone else? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was working for um, PricewaterhouseCoopers, a, you know, huge accountancy firm, global firm. I was awful, honestly, Katie. I was, <laughs> was terrible. And yeah, then I moved into recruitment. I spent a year working for somebody else in their recruitment company. And I I don't know, there must have been something inside me because at the time when I moved out of that business, that company and created my own company, my friends, close friends said to me, you are the last person I expected to do that. Where the heck did that come from? Like, where did the confidence come from? So I definitely think there's this, huge independent streak um and I absolutely embrace this whole idea of being able to run the day my way like I you know I went to the gym in the middle of the day I was like oh this is amazing 
I work hard. Like I am the hardest working person you will ever meet. My coach says that I'm like a hardest working client, hands down. But um, I work around like what I want to do. And I, I take time to enjoy the things that I want to enjoy, particularly my kids. So, you know, I think it's always been like that independence in me, but it is great working for yourself. I mean, like if you, if anyone listening is thinking about doing it, you know, go and find the thing that lights you up, combine that with the thing that you are so good at and like just make the leap and be brave enough to go and try because you are, you're so destined for great things. If you've got that thing inside of you that is like burning and you've got that, that passion to do something amazing in life, you know, we only, we, the older I get, honestly, we, we only live once and it's so like, it's so sad when I see people who have so much potential in their life and they're, they're hiding it away, often for fear, but they're not out there in the world making the impact that they really could make. Yeah. Do you think that becoming a mom drives that purpose more? Like, I feel like when you become, like, before you're like, before having kids, you're like working hard and you're doing all these things, but like, you're talking about this purpose I feel, did that happen for you? Like that happened for me. Like it was like, I had kids and all of a sudden, or one kid, I have one on the way, but like all of a sudden it was like, where do I want to go with my life? Like, where do I want to be 10 years, 20 years from now? What do I want that to, like all of a sudden there was this like really big feeling of like purpose. Did that happen for you? Like this like switch came on with kids or do you feel like that's always been there? Um, I'll be honest. Well, firstly, I can't remember what that feels like not to have kids is so long ago. It's like, what was that life like? <laughs> the carefree independent days when you could just go out <laughs> drinking cocktails with my husband. No. Um, honestly, Katie, I, I this is something that's grown for me over time. And I I have always been like a go-getter, high achiever. And the boys, if I'm really honest. When they were younger, I absolutely adored my time with them, but I was really raring to get back into a career. And that was like the thing that was driving me. But what I have found as they've grown up is that my huge driver, huge driver behind what I do has become more and more apparent. And it's all about them. And that is something that has grown over time. And, and now they are little people, you know, they're, they're little, little adults, they're 15 and 13. And both of them want to go to school over in the States. They know exactly what they want to do, particularly my oldest. He wants to do, he basically wants to be Jerry Maguire and he wants to go and do sports, <laughs> and then, like sports agents and, and all that kind of thing. And he knows where he wants to go to. I, you know, oh my goodness, if I could achieve that this is the thing that literally gets me at my desk every day and that purpose has grown over time and the other thing I would say is that at the start yes there's this mom guilt and you kind of think oh my goodness you know I'm working I'm taking time away from them or maybe they're going to their grandparents for the day while I'm getting on with some work whatever and what's happened with me is realizing that especially as a mom of boys I am showing them what it is like to have normalcy around having a woman that works and earns a lot of money. And I really want to set that example for them so that for them, when they, you know, if they grow up and they have partners, you know, they are going to see that 
it's they're not even going to question that that woman is going to be able to go out and work and have an amazing career and that is so important to me and they pick up on things and I know that they're seeing what they're observing is setting the standard for how I really want them to be as a supportive partner as just as you know I'm so fortunate my husband is to me um as a working woman so that that is something that I think is has been a really sort of surprising it's not something I would have ever thought to do intentionally or thought as a result of my my working life but it's definitely something that I feel is has become very important to me that I show them I had yeah. tingles as you were saying that because I think and almost tears in my eyes, to be honest, because when I think about, I'm also pregnant. Let's not forget that I'm 20 yeah, years pregnant. Anything normal. <laughs> but like, you know, I, I have a son and I have another son on the way and I can just relate to that so much. It is like having that just picture of, of a team working together for the yeah. family life and that Women are a part of the team, both financially, both having passions and dreams. Yeah. And, and that's awesome. And we, and showing them like, find a girl that's, well, if you choose to be with a girl or a man, whatever okay. it is, but like, yeah. but like any partner, it doesn't yeah, matter. Any partner, but like find someone who's goal oriented, find someone who has dreams and passions. And I think to your point, like the only way to really do that is you start seeing more and more. So my son is two and a half and we, he, his language is like bursting oh. and he picks up on everything. Mm -hmm. And it's in those moments where suddenly he says a word, like recently it was uh beer. And, pick up on the wrong words. And you're like, <laughs> he's like in the shower um, playing with his toys and and pretend drinking beer. And I'm like, we, you know, I don't, I'm not drinking. I'm like, where did you get this yeah. from? And one day, one day he saw a friend over at the house drinking mm -hmm. a beer. Yeah. And it's just a, to your point, it obviously at 13, 15, they, they are more aware. It's not this like subconscious, like random. They don't have any understanding of meaning. Like your kids are, used to you waking up in the morning, mm -hmm. doing your morning routine, whatever that is, and then working and having, talking about your dreams and your goals around the family dinner table. And yeah, that is something that I do think for me, I had definitely a lot of mom guilt, but I didn't touch on that aspect. I recently did a podcast episode on mom guilt, but what a great point. Like, mm -hmm let the mom guilt fall away when you recognize that actually the life that you're leading is setting an example. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As right? a team, the way you said that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what, cause you're like 13, 15. I love this because it gives me like insight into, <laughs> into my future and with two boys, yeah. but boys, yeah. what do you find? What do you love well, we just actually kind of touched on what you love about being a working mom in that way. But like, then what do you find challenging at this stage? Because I I'm, I imagine your boys have like a lot of their own hobbies. So it's probably not the same as the challenges that I have. You know yeah. what I mean? So different. Yeah. I remember when they were little and literally my youngest, Aiden, he was like, hanging off me like he, I, I couldn't get a spare moment and I was like just leave me alone you know 
different challenges and now they need me in a completely different way so they need me when they need me and never when they don't so like some days I can just breathe and it's wrong you know what I mean (laughs) it's like we don't want anything to do with me um and they might just need me for like to taxi them around to a friend's house or to meet their friends at the movie theater or whatever it is they want to do um but it's it's really about the emotional support at this age and it's a hormonal mess you know it really is even with boys <laughs> oh yeah I don't think it's quite so bad but I just think that they're just especially my youngest like he doesn't quite know what's going on it's all a bit of a like emotional roller coaster and yeah it's and they do still absolutely oh they they cuddle they need that from time to time and it's so strange at this age and I think this will continue. They go from one minute, like literally I am the most uncool object on the planet. Like seriously, I don't like nothing to do with me. To then the next minute, like I want to hug, let's snuggle on the sofa in front of Big Bang Theory or whatever they want to watch. And yeah. And, and they're also their personalities and their, you know, obviously they're fully formed almost. And they're because they're adults, you can have like adult sarcastic conversations and humor with them and they're so funny and it's really great to actually want to spend time with them like we have a laugh together you know we're around the dinner table everyone's like making fun of each other or <laughs> laughing about something or you know we're watching friends and you know me and my youngest we watch stranger things together and we have these things um and yeah it's that it is that um that real joy of having them be yeah. those that you actually want to hang out with when they'll let you. (laughs) I love that. And you're making me think back to your 10 to 11 week trip in the, in the U S right. You guys came over. And so it's interesting to think that then it was all family time, no friends, no taxiing around. Right. And, And you really got to experience probably a lot of those, those laughs, but then I wanted to come back to uh, a question I had about that 10 to 11 week uh, trip. So you're on a family vacation, but you work for yourself. Mm-hmm. And for all of the working solopreneur moms that are listening, can you share a little bit about what that looked like for you to take that time away? Yeah. Absolutely. So it was actually six weeks on one block and we came over to New Hampshire and we were in a tiny, tiny, uh, tiny little condo, 900 square feet. You know, I know that for some people that might be a big space, but it was small. And yeah, we were on top of each other. The boys were in one tiny room with bunk beds. Do you call them bunk beds? I don't know what you call them. Yeah, bunk bed. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it was very much, and there was, you know, very much on top of each other. And then the other chunks of time were other vacations that we took. So What we did in that big six week block is we kind of, we worked for two weeks, then we had two weeks vacation and then we worked for two weeks. So we kind of broke it up. And we we also in that final block of two weeks, we also kind of stopped work earlier in the day. So we'd make sure that the boys were like, getting up I mean they're teens obviously they're in bed till like 11 a.m if we let them you know (laughs) but then in the afternoon we would go and do something like family oriented we'd maybe go to the pool or go for a hike or whatever we did get outside or all the usual things but it did definitely come down to time management like you said at the start of this you know this podcast it was 
it was like, well, now this is this is what's happening. And it was setting those boundaries, it's setting those rules with the boys and making it very clear that, look, this is what the plan is. You know, and the same when we went on the other trips, you know, two weeks here, two weeks there, like this is work time. And then we get vacation time. And mm. this is us, you know, this is when I get my head down, I have my laptop on, and then this is family time. And we're going to do this. And it was planning out those activities that they could look forward to. Um, and they're very, you know, I think we've also taught them to be very independent, like they're sort of very able to amuse themselves. Okay, a lot of it is on a screen, let's not like lie. <laughs> but, um, you know, it was, they they get along so well. And I think, mm. you know, that time, especially that six weeks in that small space, and they had to get along really, really well. And um, it was great. It was really good for them. A bit like in the pandemic, when there was no choice, but we were all inside for so long. And we had to all get along, but it was planning. It was planning and boundaries are the answer is the short answer to your question. Yeah. That's so interesting. Cause I'm envisioning like you describing Aiden when he was young, just like clinging to you. Uh-huh. And then I'm thinking 13, 15. I mean, do you just like, do you and your husband just shut the door and say, like, come back in two hours and then we'll have lunch or whatever. Or are they like, knocking on the door mom snacks like or sorry mom mom snacks no, mom. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. uh I need that like you know it's like different but they're like are they are they like knocking and like yeah. so it gets easier as they get older and they've always been really independent like the sooner we could teach them to make their own sandwiches to like work the remote control of the tv all those little <laughs> things all the things like the practical things like oh making themselves a drink you know just go and and they, they're very clear on that. But yeah, so I have a rule right now. I'm recording this podcast in my office, in my house. The door is closed, like firmly closed. And we have a rule in my house. Like if the door's shut, you don't even knock. You cannot come in. Like that's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> if it's slightly open, it's fine. You can like just peek around and see. So again, it's just like, yeah. But they they still always need you. You know, you're the mom. And, and for, you know, it's a great thing. I shouldn't say unfortunate. It's a great thing. You are always going to be needed at all ages. Thing yeah. that seems like a big deal, and it's like, where's my white t-shirt? <laughs> you oh know? yeah, that kind of the laundry. <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah. I had that earlier today. Like I put the white t-shirt in the wash, and it it hasn't a couple of days ago, and it's still not clean. I was like, well, there is like a washing machine. You could go and actually switch it on. You know, maybe maybe <laughs> that's go- how the magic will happen. <laughs> you know? that's amazing you're like okay next to teach you is how to do your laundry so you don't come looking for me for that that's amazing okay so I know we only have five minutes left so I want to be mindful of that so from since sales is your expertise Mm -hmm. and part of this podcast is giving business tips and advice so I want to know for the moms who are out on their own or want to go out on their own like what are three tips that you would give to help them drive more sales or even start driving sales? Let's say they launch something and it's like crickets and they're feeling like, dang it, you know, what would you say to them? Okay. So the first thing you need to do is get super, super clear. So clarity, get very, very clear 
on what it is that you do. What is the specific problem that you help people to overcome or the specific way that you improve somebody's life? Because that clarity is going to be so helpful to you, knowing the path that you're going on, on your business journey. And also for your audience, they need to know why they're coming to you. What for? Let, you know, let's get really clear. Let's not be vague. <clears throat> the second thing is like connection. So it's all to do. Business is all to do with connecting is human relationships we all know that you know I work with my clients on organic lead generation and the ways to build connections build business relationships get in front of other people's audiences know where you're going who to go and connect with that is going to actually move the needle and get more sales um, and connection just as a human being you know like don't be weird Talk to people, you know, in the DMs, like the normal person. Don't try and be, don't ever spam. I never, ever cold message or anything like that. And the third thing, this is coming into three C's very, very nicely. And I honestly did not plan this, is content. So messaging is my thing. I'm obsessed with language. I've always loved language ever since I was at school. And, you know, you've got to get your content and your messaging absolutely on point because you've got to learn this skill because you can have the best best business, the best offer, the best, oh, I don't know, most confident mindset, the best strategy in the world. But if you cannot sell, it's not going to turn into dollars mm -hmm. and you need to learn that skill. And that's obviously what I teach people. And, you know, the, the, the messaging piece, how we build online is so important, but it's not just about like producing a piece of content. It's messaging through everything that you do, like emails, or sales pages, or just the way you present what you, you know, how you speak, what you say about what you do. Um, so yeah, there we go. There's my three tips. I love it. I love it. Okay. Last thing is what do you think stands in the way of getting more sales? Like outside of that, like what, what, what of someone? Yeah. What do you think? Oh yeah, I can answer this one because I see it every time with clients or so much so often. Fear. It's fear. And it's usually fear around what other people are going to think of you. Um, mm. And it's something I really work on with my clients because the minute that I stop caring about what a friend might say or what my parents would think, or you know, like what other people's opinions were, and I actually stood up and said what I believe and did what I really wanted to do, like deep in my heart, my business just exploded. And it's the thing that holds us all back. Um, being, I was, you'll see it in my con, in my bio on Instagram. It's like about being fearlessly you, and it's so true. You just find, do whatever it, you know, work it takes to find that self confidence, mm. um, and that will be the key to unlocking like you just absolutely like accelerating in your business like nothing else. Yeah, I love that because. It's also a reminder that our friends and our family typically aren't going to be our clients, right? Oh, so it's 100%. like, <laughs> so what you are doing online, whatever you're passionate about, speak to your ideal client. Don't speak as if you're trying to speak to your mm -hmm. friends and your family, right? It's like, yeah. but to your point, especially if someone's trying to tackle something that is either like really out there for their friends and family or, um, you know, they just don't get it. It's mm -hmm. hard because you're not going to get that support that maybe you're looking for from the people closest to you. But that's mm -hmm. where someone like you comes in, right? As a coach is to support mm -hmm. them and help them so that they can feel good about the direction that they're going in. Yeah. Yeah. I was a shy girl four years ago. You could not 
have got me on a stage and now you know I train in front of thousands of people and I absolutely love it so if I can do it you absolutely can (laughs) I love it I love it okay Helen I will put all your information in the show notes so that people can get in touch with you follow you all of that jazz I thank you so much for your time today and I look forward to continuing to connect on Instagram and social media and all that jazz Thank you so much. And yeah, please come and slide into my DMs. I love to chat. And yeah, tell me you listened to this podcast and I'll absolutely drop you some tips back in a voice note. No problem. I love it. I hope that you all love that conversation as much as I did. You know, what was one of the biggest takeaways for me was that it's okay to keep pivoting and to follow your passion and that we are ever evolving human beings. And most of us, you know, want to keep evolving, whatever that looks like. You know, you could be in the same field, but evolving through, you know, execution to strategy to leadership, or you could literally pivot like Helen did or like I have where you start in a totally different field and you get inspired by something else or an opportunity presents itself and you want to try it and I think that that is beautiful you know I was having a conversation with my husband recently and he is always my grounding voice and someday I'll get into this um, and this is going to be a little woo-woo to end today's uh, podcast episode but I did a spirit guide reading with a spiritual medium called Jessica Rachel and I eventually want to bring her on but you know I learned that my husband and I are uh, from we are part of the same soul and our souls split early on. And I, this is the first lifetime where our soul has come back together. And we are often the yin and the yang to each other. But also because this is the first lifetime where our soul is coming back together, there can be a lot of challenging of the other soul, if you will. And, but with that in mind, as hard as it is sometimes to hear uh, the challenges or the challenging questions, the one thing I know I can count on is he is my grounding force. And he reminded me that when I started this podcast and what has been it brewing as the inspiration behind all of this is that for two and a half years I went through my own evolution of motherhood and I have been so inspired to share that and support other moms and I love to hold space for moms who want to share and be vulnerable about what is challenging for them or what are they hesitant on or insecure about and how can we build confidence through intuition and so you know the last podcast episode I did was all about business and and I do believe that a lot of us moms 
want freedom and flexibility. And we want to be able to do that. But that's not where it starts. And so when I when I talk about and mention coaching and coaching moms, I am more than ever so excited to support you in whatever phase you are going through in in motherhood. Um, and as you figure out what life looks like in motherhood, and that could be with littles, that could be with teenagers, maybe you're ready to pivot in career. But the point is, is I am more than ever so excited about supporting the overwhelmed mom. And that is where this all started. And so you know, going back to following your passions, if you are an overwhelmed mom, if you know of a mom who might be overwhelmed, who maybe is just looking for some support, someone to hold space, an outsider, an objective point of view, please send them my way. I would love to be that person for you, for your friend, family member, and I would, I'm so excited to just be on the beginning stages of building this community. And when someone does reach out, it just lights up my world. And I get so excited to connect. And that's, that's what I want for moms. I want moms to feel like, what if you just did what felt good? What if you just kept following your intuition? And so Helen's story was so inspiring to me to just bring this full circle because we're also multifaceted. We can be a mom. We can be a working mom with a full-time career, with a side hustle, with a hobby, with time to rest, with time to read, with time for your partner and for yourself and we can do that it's just a matter of figuring out what that looks like for you and so for me i love all of the parts of my life but this was the one thing that i wanted to add to my life because i wish i had had it myself to be honest um and so i am creating it i was overwhelmed and it took me a long time to get out of that space. And obviously there's still days or moments where overwhelm still creeps up. So it's developing coping strategies and uh, stress management tools and healthy habits, etc. So anyway, I still have a few spots open for coaching. So if you've been kind of thinking about it or just want to know more send me an email send me a dm i'll put my information in the show notes and i really look forward to connecting with you and i hope you have a wonderful rest of your day